guys, and welcome back to Rerun Replay, the show where we turn back the clock and rewatch television and movies from our 80s and 90s childhoods to see how they hold up in 2020. I'm your host, Max, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, CM. Hi, CM. I'm not going to ask how your quarantine's going. Nope. No? Well, I'm going to, um, I know that it's, it hasn't changed. Nope. Okay. <laughs> I'm going batty. Oh, very appropriate. Yeah, get I get it. You got it? Okay. Um, is there anything new going on? There's a lot of stuff that's new going on, but we don't typically talk about the serious things. What do you mean? Well, you know, I usually ask how your quarantine's going, um, oh, but nothing's uh, changed. I played Animal Crossing for about five minutes yesterday. Um, I washed bed sheets today. I worked out. All right, so normal normal um, quarantine stuff. Yeah, I'm counting my calories. The world is exactly the same. Nothing has changed politically. Not in my world. Cool. Okay, great. I I last or I'm a lot more sane that way. Yeah. Um, uh, we're not going to go into everything that's going on, but uh, we hope that you're staying safe. Um, uh, times are uh, times are crazy. Times are crazy right now. Um, anyway, we wanted to escape our current situation um and go back in time and revisit a movie that i think everyone has like kind of like loose memories of but nobody really remembers the specifics uh we went ahead and watched fern gully the last rainforest i believe is the entire title of this movie um or fern gully fern gully everyone refers to it as fern gully yeah fern gully um did you did you watch this when you were a kid? I did. I don't remember seeing it in a movie theater. Was it in the movie theater? I th- yeah, it was. Oh. I'm almost 100% certain. But I know that they, from stuff that I saw online, they moved it because they didn't want to compete. Originally, it was going to be released in 91, but in 91, Beauty and the Beast was released, and they didn't want to compete with Beauty and the Beast. So they delayed it? So they delayed it. They released it in 92, around the same time that Rock-A-Doodle was coming out, which I love Rock-A-Doodle. That was the uh, like pseudo-musical with uh, chicken, right? Yeah, with chickens and roosters and farm animals. Yeah. And he's like an Elvis-like character. It's interesting. I, f- I mix up that movie with the one with like Rodney Dangerfield as a dog. Do you remember that one? I, I can't remember the name. It, not Oliver and Company. No, 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 no. This was, uh, I think, Rodney Dangerfield actually doing the voice of like a dog character. I couldn't tell you anything other, anything else about the movie, but um, I usually mix Rock a Rock a Doodle, Rock a Billy, Rock a Rock a Doodle, Rock a Doodle, Rock a Doodle up with that movie, even though like, I don't know the name. Yeah, the Rock. Yeah. Get it. I do. I do get it. You get it. Um, you. I don't remember seeing this in the theater. <laughs> No. I, honestly, I think I, this was a blockbuster rent. This was, yeah. I mean, it had to have been for yeah. most people. It's interesting. Like, I don't really remember many animated movies outside of the Disney realm at movie theaters. Well, I mean, 90s is when, like, Disney was really coming back with all the, the classics that we know now. The, the new classics, the new golden age, I think is what they call it. Something like that, where it was, like, Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast to this point. Things the, like that. The Disney songs, right? The... The, Dis- the Disney yeah, Renaissance. Yeah, the Renaissance, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, anybody who was releasing animated fil- films at this time, that's what you were competing with. So it was al- always like a... It was funny, because this is released by 20th Century Fox, which is now owned by Disney, ironically enough. But when they were competing with Disney, a lot of their animated films were either written, directed, 
or animated or all of the above by ex employees of Disney or people that worked with Disney as well. Yeah. Like it, it, even the, the director of this is an animation director and a CGI director who worked on like Disney's Tron and um, Oliver and Company and the writer was the same thing. He worked on Oliver and Company, a couple of other films like Rescuers Down Under, things like that. Mm. So there's a lot of Disney in 20th Century Fox, ironically, with, especially with animated film. Mm. Uh, and you can see it. Even in the animation, it looks like a Disney film a little bit, but like it needs a couple thousand, a couple million dollars more. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the, the animation is, uh, I'll be honest, in this possibly is because it was um, remastered at some point for like you know, streaming services. Um, but it does look lacking. And the thing is like its contemporaries were like what? The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast. Correct. So when you think about those movies and you think about kind of just like the quality and really the money that went into it, mm-hmm. this, yeah, definitely did not have that from the animation to the music. Which is funny because one of the songs is Elton John. In this? Yep. And it was the first time he wrote a song for an animated film before he did The Lion King. Huh. Same thing. So, uh, I mean, we're going to get to it at some point. Robin Williams, first animated film he did a voiceover for, and he ends up doing The Genie for, for Disney. Yeah. So there's a lot of firsts in this movie. Which song was the Elton John one? It was, I, t- I tell you right now. Yeah. I tell you what. I mean, I'm going to assume it was not Tim uh, Curry's um, or Robin Williams' songs. It is Some Other World. Oh. I mean, once you... <laughs> some Other World. It's, it's Elton John. It's I I think when we were watching it, we weren't, we weren't thinking of Elton John because it's not a Disney film. It's like, Usually there's like correlations or things that like make you remind you of certain things. But I didn't pick up on it. But as soon as it said that it was written by Elton John, and I think back on the scene where it's um, the character is Zach going through and discovering things, and he's kind of on like that little skateboard leaf thing. Well, that was right before he ran into the lizard, and the lizard had his song. So not that that song. I think it was. The song that you just sang a little bit of, is that an actual song? Or you just made it up? I just did a made-up Elton John song. Great. But Um, doesn't it sound like all his songs? No. No. Some of them are more ballad-like. Not when y'all. Do not put Elton John in a box. He did not make a movie out of his life to put him in a box. Thank you very much. Um, uh, So, yeah, they didn't. It definitely seemed like they didn't have the budget for this movie. Oh, no. Um, But, you know, I mean, they they didn't do a bad job. Uh, Things are pretty smooth. It kind of. But did it bother you as a kid? No. Like, you you weren't sitting there going, oh, this is low budget or high budget. You know what I mean? But like, so even seeing it now, sorry, like, I feel. Watching it now, it's almost charming to see like the grain of the film and like to see parts where there's flickers in the animation where like the tone of the color goes from brighter to darker and it's not meant to do that. There are like little things like that, which now is kind of charming. That's not the problem. I think usually uh, this is uh, the case for a lot of animation. I think the test is kind of in when they're walking. And, you know, thankfully, a lot of the time, like things are flying around this character, Zach, the human. Mm -hmm. So you don't really have that much of an issue, but like when he and the fairy are like, like running through that weird pond moment, it is uncomfortably uh, awkward. You mean because there's a disconnect? Well, no, the animation is like bizarre. They can't really get them walking in a naturalistic way, let uh alone like kind of pseudo running. 
Um, well, that's, I think that's a budgetary thing because well, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. when you realize that's when you kind of key into like, this is not a Disney movie. Like there was one part where you can tell, I think they did well because the directors had a background in CGI animation. There were definitely scenes where they inserted like CGI work a little bit. And it was around the time that like Beauty and the Beast had just done it with the ballroom, which was like a huge innovation, but that looked amazing. Um, but in this, I want to say, and I don't see it anywhere, but the looks of it, it looked like the scene where, Krista the fairy and Zach the human now shrunken when they go into this like water grotto thing where they're inside of a mountain mm-hmm. um, it looks like when they go to dive into the water and they're now floating in water that the whole scene is CGI and then they just have these little speck animated cartoons kind of just floating and it's supposed to be them swimming through water and it's just a dot moving through the screen yeah. it's very strange yeah I mean it was it was it's a little awkward. Um, by the way, uh, in case you're not familiar with Fern Gully, I always forget to do oh, the synopsis yeah, yeah, yeah. now. Um, so uh, IMDb uh, describes this movie as uh, the magical inhabitants of a rainforest fight to save their home, which is threatened by logging and a polluting force of destruction called Hexus, which I thought was Nexus the entire movie. I didn't oh, know it was I an H. I thought it was an N. Nexus is from something. Star Trek Generations. Okay. The Nexus. Yeah, the yeah. Nexus. Yeah, I got that one. Yeah. Um, well, you know this is a pre-existing story. It said based off of yeah. Fern Gully by so, someone. Yeah, by Diana Young, and it's an Australian story. Well, yeah, so that's actually something I didn't pick up on when I was a kid. Me along neither. With all the other stuff. This movie takes place in Australia. Um, Zach, the human character that we meet, uh, you see his like his license, and it says Byron, Australia, but nobody has an Australian accent. Not a single one. It's a, it's a little... It's a little weird. It's like you're making the conscious decision to, you know, place this in Australia. Yeah. Why doesn't anyone have an Australian accent? Because like, it was made in America. I don't know. It's just, it's just, I don't know. It was just yeah, kind of like, why? There's a disconnect why there. Why the choice? Um, they might as well have just kept it in like the Amazon forest. But I think the whole thing is they wanted to do it in the rainforest in Australia, which is probably, who knows? It might have been a written agreement with the original writer that they keep it that way. Like that was the only way they could get her the rights to do it maybe from Diana Young. Maybe. Also, I mean, I'm very much uh, ignorant towards much of Australia. You are. Um, Are there rainforests in Australia? There's everything there, I thought. I thought, like, Australia was one of those places where they kind of had a little bit of everything in very close proximity. That's why they say it's, like, the perfect place to go because you can go to a rainforest, you can go to a beach, and then you can go to a desert. Remember we were watching that show, um, the the airbnb competition on netflix <laughs> oh well no but the, like they the, ended up in like very very drastically different environments mm, in short periods of time and travel in terms of like what we have in america and where we have to go to get stuff like that incorrect uh most ah. of them most of them are coastal areas so basically like with that show we saw like classic suburbs we saw a coastal town and then we saw like in the desert basically yeah you know so how i've always understood it and again my apologies to anyone in australia we know at least one person there. he's mucking this up um it's kind of like on the coastlines of the entire country like that's where you want to live and then the indigenous people typically uh live kind of more central which is not the greatest of areas i think this is kind of you know that's an assumption well i think that's one of the issues of australia like that kind of their indigenous people have been forced to move into these, you know, the central areas. 
I think. I could I be wrong. I have no idea. I could be wrong. In this current political climate, I'm not saying shit. Well, you know, that, that, I, I, I fully admit I could be wrong about this. In all honesty, if you, if you get angry at me being ignorant about yeah, Australia, you're, you are admitting. you're reaching. Yeah, I'm you admitting I'm very yeah. ignorant. You know, Please like, correct me. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, um, where are we going with that? Well, the whole oh, point is, I yes, I think they do have rainforests. Okay, they may. I mean, in this movie, they do. There's that's that's all that matters in this movie. They do, um, and, and they so, got fairies. Yeah, and so basically, like at the beginning of the movie, we get exposition. Um, I like it. It's cute little. Well, get you into the film. Know where you're at. Who's sure. the story about? Expedition at the beginning of a movie. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. But like in an animated <laughs> um, way. Well, so basically, what happens is we find out that humans and fairies lived together at one point in the forest, and then a volcano farted out a destruction monster, and it rained down fire and brimstone. The it farted out left. Tim Curry. Okay. Yeah, the humans ran away, and then the fairies trapped it but the humans were already gone. And so I guess both species thought that the other one died out. Correct. And so now we're kind of in, I say present times, but we're in the 1990s. 92. Um, and these, all of a sudden it's like, there's, I think it might be a little bit easier to almost like relate these characters to like Pocahontas, right? Which is more well-known. So we meet the the mother the tree character the what's Mother Willow Mother Willow okay yeah. cool so that's we meet, if you have any reference to Pocahontas uh, okay we oh you know what fine we meet the like the the uh, elder of the fairies we'll just say that like just the, like in a, like in a Native American or tribal like scenario you elder. have the elder that usually has like magic powers of some sort or some tar- sets, um some sort of um, medicine that they do. Um, she, and her name is Maggie. Maggie. Yeah, she, because she, she got magic. She got magic. Um, she was there. She was the one who trapped Tim Curry, so uh, she's the fart monster in a tree. And she is trying to train her apprentice, uh, Chris, Krista, Krista, Krista. Um, but she never says horrible. you're my apprentice. Well, it's interesting because it seems like they just kind of leave it for you to assume that Krista is like the next person to have like these magic powers or like an extreme amount it seems like all the fairies can kind of like help trees grow and kind of like facilitate life and growth but the the elder and uh, hopefully uh, krista kind of have a in a um almost like a jesus-like ability they are the you know they are the messiah character of the tribe messiah um so uh but she's like really bad krista's really bad at this She's she's kind of inept and she's bored <laughs> also. She does seem bored. Um, and like she just wants to see what's outside of Fern Gully, which is like their forest community, um, which then we this movie moves really quick. I will say that much, mm-hmm. which was kind of one of the better things about watching it. Uh, it was a little bit of a struggle to get through it. It was just all those montage scenes, the songs. Yeah. We're used to like at least like me growing up as a Disney kid, I'm used to people singing out and like having an exciting musical scene as opposed to having um, pop songs over scenic cartoon scenic things or like montages. That's why I don't like like brother bear. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the movie Tarzan, the animated Tarzan. How dare you? I know it's just there. And they sing like, I think they actually have two songs that are sung, but for the majority of it, it's a lot of songs happening over scenes, and I'm just like, excuse uh, me, Tarzan, you are lucky to have Phil Collins. Lucky. Not my favorite musical composer either. 
your I mean in terms of like a musical not his own music but like to write songs for like theater or for film in the terms where somebody has to sing because they are overwhelmed with feeling listen Phil Collins did not go through World War II as a paratrooper for you to insult him good for him I don't know if he, he didn't do that Oh, yeah. liar. Probably not. Okay. I don't think Anyways, he's old enough. Can we talk a second about Tim Curry here? Um, uh, well, we haven't really met him yet. So um, basically, though, I don't Did you want to just go into kind of like a... Uh, so you were we, saying we that... We talked about the music a little bit. We did a little bit. There's not much of it to talk about, really. I mean, most of it is played over scenes of of them either running through the forest, flying through the forest, animals playing with each other, flowers growing. And then there's two songs sung. The lizard, which is so random, he sings about eating everything, mm-hmm. and it's kind of creepy. And then you have Tim Curry's song, which is a little dark and scary. Oh, have you forgotten Robin Williams? Oh, rapping? oh, three bat the bat song, he, which Robin is really Williams. funny and clever. What the hell? Okay, what? I hated all of the music in this, all of it. Oh, I like the bat song. Oh man, my jaw dropped anytime anybody started singing because it was so. It, okay, we talked about this before. Like musical theater, like the emotions are so strong that you have to sing. Yeah, no one had None. strong emotions. Nothing. It's just like, you know what? This might be a nice part for a song. Nothing's happening. Eh, whatever. Song. So dumb. But it's also like the songs weren't warranted because from the very beginning, it wasn't a musical movie. So why are characters singing? Because had it been a musical movie, the exposition, the intro would have been sung musically in some way. Or when, and especially since it's done by, the story is told by Ma- Maggi or Ma- Maggi, I guess, Maggi? Elder the, woman. The elder woman. Um, she, she tells the, in, the exposition, like the whole story of their people and of the rainforest and what happened up until now. And that whole thing could have been sung. And that would have introduced the idea of this is a musical. But then out of nowhere, um, you have three characters singing, but one, it's not justified, but two, I didn't know it was a musical. Yeah. You know, I got used to the fact that there were pop songs happening with like rainforest scenes and stuff like that. It was like, oh, and it's, it's um, soundtrack, you know, just like you would see in like a live action film where there's like one of your favorite top hits. Like one of the songs when Zach plays his little radio in the Fern thing, what did they sing? Oh, yeah. It, which is like a well-known a song. Well-known. And um, I'm like... Yeah, it's like it's it's like a James Brown song. It is a James Brown song, um, and it's weird too because it doesn't really fit the time. Like if you were gonna have to see this film later on, to hear that song in the movie, it doesn't say, "Oh, Zach is from this era." Yeah, not at all. This is a, like okay. So eventually, we meet the human character Zach, who is like a blonde, looks like surfer guy. He's John Smith. But he, yeah, oh, he actually, especially coloring wise, very much John yeah. Smith. Um, but he, we find out that he is just like working a summer job. It seems like his parents are making him do it. That is a crazy summer job, first of all. Totally. I didn't know that you didn't have to get certified in that. Sh- I mean, it, this is, none of them are certified for anything. You know, this guy is eating like an entire cake and like a five course meal. The in guy this, is like, the thing. the guy is the one who's driving the big logging They're, machine. Basically, out of the humans that we meet are like Zach and then two guys who are driving this giant giant like transformer like robot logging monster now it Um, looks kind of like something out of avatar yeah i mean well the whole okay so yes the whole movie is is avatar is pocahontas is thumbelina but ironically this is the same studio for avatar oh 
And oh, they yeah. even explain Avatar as an adult version of Ferngully. The studio yeah. says that. Well, on IMDb, it says that. Okay, I mean, good job, guys. So it's you like what it. James Cameron knew what he was doing. He was just taking Ferngully and then it made it more adult. Yeah, probably. Isn't Dances with some with blue wolves? animals? Also, Dances with Wolves. I think is is the same thing. What? I think uh, Kevin Costner Dances with Wolves is what. The same type oh, like of bringing someone outside of, into a tribe and learning about like nature, nature, and about essence. their people. Yeah, yeah, um, but I guess it's a story as old as time. As far as like, you could probably have a million stories like that. Tale as old as time. I got a cough. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so uh, we meet Zach. Oh, and going back to the music, his choice in music, like. At one point, he starts singing James Brown, but this is a guy who's like, "Oh, you're a bodacious yeah. babe." Dude, it would have been. It would have been better if he. It would have been cheesy, but it would have been better if he played something like Beach Boys, like a surfer song. No, he should have been playing or skater. Like, New Kids on the Block. Wasn't New Kids more girly though? No, I think everyone liked New Kids on the Block. Oh no, Max. Or I don't, Michael Jackson, like anything, anything pop from the early nineties. Okay. Anything. And yeah, you like, had a million yeah, things in ninety two. Well, uh, no, New Kids was eighty. It'd be hilarious Whatever. if you were listening to like Spice Girls. Oh, dude, what if he was listening to MC Hammer? That would've been and great. Start doing the dance. Or Vanilla Ice. Yeah. Oh, they've been so good. Yeah, it, like I just it, there's there are a lot of disconnects with the music and the characters or story. So many disconnects. Whenever anyone starts singing or they start playing music, you just you get taken out and i was just confused and they're probably we're probably just being more critical because honestly there's nothing that they do outside of the forest that's going to tell us what time it is like what year because we never leave the rainforest well you have a big machine that comes in but that machine is kind of it's it's a, a machine that exists somewhere in the world but it's not on this scale this is like a monster truck version of what a delogging thing is I, I would say you get the time period just based off of zach's vernacular well in the way he's dressed yeah sure you know but like he's even, dressed like a 90s kid yeah exactly so you know you you kind of you get it um but that hair though yeah did you have i didn't know i well, didn't see anybody with hair like that in the 90s in 92 all of us had bowl cuts because uh Fair. we were a weird jewish family in massachusetts dun, all, dun, I guess dun. Look did you guys have a magi <laughs> no no, uh, no. Shantova. <laughs> <laughs> Very much no. Um, uh, yeah, so we uh, eventually Krista finds the humans. She so she accidentally, Zach, accidentally shrinks him. Because she's inept. Shrinks Zach. And then we find out about more about this world. So we, uh, we kind of find out about like this fairy forest world through Zach. He is our eyes and ears. He is us, right? Like an avatar. Sure. Um, Everything is trying to kill everything in the forest world. Yeah, they're all trying to eat each other. and Yeah, I don't know how anything survives, honestly, because everything is straight up. And I'm not just talking about like everything tries to eat Zack, even though it does. Everything from the start of this movie to the end is just trying to like devour whatever it can. It almost is just like, why are we defending this hellscape? This is horrible. They're all going to kill each other anyway. It would have been better if the idea is that the fairy forest is so far removed from the rest of the rainforest that those animals don't exist within their little world. Kind of like Smurfs. Like Smurfs is obviously in a forest and there's, you know, a cat chases them when he comes around, but you don't have like all these animals trying to eat them every day. Uh, I knew, th I mean, or Tinkerbell, same thing. When we're in like one of the many montages and you see the lizard who's singing about how hungry it is, uh, straight up I'm going devour, to devour and murder a snail. Oh yeah. It's just does. like, Oh, okay. Well that's dead. Uh, the circle of life, I guess. Yeah. I mean, look, it's, it's real. You know, Zach would have been shrunk and would have been like, wow, what a 
done. End done. of movie. End of it. Yeah. Um, that didn't happen. But it's just it's kind of it's a it's a very dangerous world. Uh, he has Krista to guide him. Basically, the whole point of their journey is like we need to get you back to Maggi, who can make you grow again because I can't. I'm inept. Um, and then oh, Rude. at some point they they meet this bat character, Robin Williams is uh, Bat Batty. Which is that I, his name? His name is Bat Batty. Yeah, yeah, Batty. And I feel like it's a missed opportunity. It's a fun character. The idea that this bat falls out of nowhere and out of the sky essentially right uh yes and actually so this is probably the thing that i connected with in the movie the most the unfortunate thing is it happened so early that i kind of forgot about it um and what's that the so they don't just go okay this movie uh, discuss uh, discusses um deforestation heavily we are killing the rainforest you just make lumber and we're doing it too much and we're destroying animals homes uh, but what it also discusses is experimentation on animals. Correct. Which is what happens with the uh, Robin Williams's bat character before it comes into the picture. And um, that's why I say they have a missed opportunity. They came in. So here's the thing with um, the songs in the movie and them having no purpose. He comes in and his introduction to us is singing about how these humans experimented on him. Yes. So in a way, it's a song that is essentially warning Krista and the other fairies, but the other fairies aren't present. It's just Krista, but she's an apt, so she doesn't get the warning that humans are bad or that humans do these crazy things to animals and to nature. And the song goes nowhere. It's a fun song. There's a, a s s quick second where he takes, I think, a berry or something and rubs it across his lips and sings a lyric about them experimenting cosmetics on him at some point. And that was what I think I liked about the song. And that's why I said that's my favorite song is that it was talking about issues, but then it went nowhere. Yeah. You know, it's never discussed again. Um, they, well, I mean, it, it, like look, there's no animal catcher. There's no animal catcher coming through the forest or anything. Uh, the, well, the thing is like, it, it is kind of discussed. It's, and this is kind of the funny thing. Like it's it they give you this song, which because one, you're distracted that Robin Williams is rapping, and two, it <laughs> happens so early you kind of forget about it. But they don't like shove it down your throat for the rest of the movie. Instead, they just let it dictate the bat character and how he acts towards Zach and his, you know, like his fear, his PTSD. Yeah, he's a, I mean, yeah, he, he, has, he has PTSD. PTSD. Yeah, he's afraid um, of Zach. And so it's actually it's a really good character. Um it's probably the best character in the movie it's the most like developed character in the movie it is but i feel like it would have been more fleshed out if say he named the company or he had a tag on him that had the same name of maybe the company that's behind the delogging that's going on uh, something like that uh, that tied know. it all together like I, with a nice little bow I think it would have been such a small detail but um, those are things that i look at it would have been too on the nose it wouldn't i to me that would have been like come on what is there only like one company like he did he escape out of the logging thing ra randomly like I don't know. That would have been too much. But you know what? I'll go back and say, at first, I said that all the music is horrible. That song was actually, the lyrics of it are interesting. Yeah. It's much deeper, and they do take that opportunity to talk about the evils of, you know, like, experimenting with animals. Yeah. Which is horrible. And truly, I mean, for Christ's sakes, it still happens in our world today. Mm -hmm. And we are already, like, on the verge of just doing, like, fake meat that mimics actual meat. You know, whatever. Okay. Not political, but please stop experimenting in animals. Um, anyway, next. So the, then they are just uh, Zach and Krista. So while are, they're 
Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, so uh, I think this is where you're going. So, like, Zach and, uh, is sh- are getting shown around the forest. Mm-hmm. Uh, slowly but surely, he gets introduced to the rest of the fairy peeps, all the peoples. Which includes Christian Slater. Christian as, Slater. Like, her uh, love interest. As Pip. Yeah. Oh, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, he is, like... It's weird. He's both like the bully head of the like fairy gang, which is character, weird. But then he's also like the love interest of Krista. But because then she's infatuated with Zach, he gets jealous. Again, vague. Why does he have a gang? Yeah, which in none of them like they're not even the same type of fairy. Yeah, like, why do they look different? They're like the mutant characters. This that actually happens twice in this movie. And I thought about it towards the end. So you've got them. It's like, why are they deformed compared to the other fairies? And then humans. No, well, Zach looks normal, but the two guys who drive the um, the logging thing are deformed. Like Correct. their features, their their character style is so different. It's absurd looking. Yeah, like you know, giant like jowls and like giant noses and huge lips. It's just like, why isn't the why is aren't the designs consistent? It just it looks like a different animator. It's like a different film. It's yeah. like the animators were working on a different film or they weren't communicating like this is the look of the fairies and this is what we're going for. You know, cuz you could, he could have had a gang of maybe two or three other characters um or even just like one character that was his buddy, but he could have looked just like him. Yeah, I just I it was weird especially when they're in like the same frame and you can see them right next to each other and you're just like these are different species. Yeah. So they're completely different species. They don't go together. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Um, um, but all that to say, while that's happening, we we get introduced to Hexus, right? Hexus. Yes. Yeah, so who the is in a tree. Who is in a tree who was trapped there by Magi years ago. And the only way he could be released is if there was a poison that could release him. Like if there was poison on the earth or in the in the land. Is that what happened? I thought yes. somebody just had to like cut the tree open. No. So that's oh. why when Zach sprays the tree, you see that the, the red spray, spray paint starts to bubble. And you hear like a breathing. It's because that has woken the hexes in the tree. Hmm. <clears throat> Oh yeah. So it already started there, and so when the tr- when the thing came along and started cutting it down, it was his way out because he found something that was poison, that was dangerous, that was dark. I really liked the animation that they used when he first got out of like the 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 tree parts, the sheets of wood. Yeah, he looks like um, oil. Yeah, he like so they yeah. use oil, but like they it's so smooth and like bubbly and gross, but also like very expressive. Like it always like even though it's like a little like like bubble of oil, it always has like a smile on it. Yeah. And like a, a hunger to it. I mean, I would say if they animated anything so well, Hexus. Yeah, it was really good. My boy Hexus. I wonder if he worked on um Anastasia. I was curious about that because um Maggie in a weird way, I was like watching. I was like trying to figure out her animation, her style reminded me of something. And I, the closest I could get to was like the um. Well, the it's the same. It's twentieth century Fox. character. Uh, yeah, whoever it is, uh, Anastasia's grandmother. Yeah, but it's the same studio, the same people. Hmm. So it makes sense. Like I'm, I'm sure they improved remarkably from from Fern Gully, but you're talking about kind of like with Rasputin in that movie, like yes. a lot of that. Uh, actually, yeah, it's it was similar. probably the same animator. It, it works. And then all I wanted to hear was, in the dark of the night, terror will find you. Oh, you know, oh. so Hexus is played by Tim Curry. 
which is awesome, but yeah. totally underutilized. Um, well, a, a lot of it, you could say the same thing about Robin Williams. True, like, they had he, these great people, great characters, and they just yeah. Well, they kind of disappear for yeah. for a really long time. You got and then stuck just with Krista and Zach. True, like um, dry humping the way, in the forest. Krista, uh, I her voice was familiar. I couldn't figure it out. Checked IMDb. Um, it's the same actress who played Princess Peach in the Super Mario Brothers movie. Correct. Yeah, I don't know the guy who plays Zach though. Um, I don't. Oh, I don't. Recognize I don't, him for I don't recognize him either. Yeah, I don't know him. Um, otherwise, you got Christian Slater. Uh, I think that's pretty much the only recognizable cast. And well, and then you have Cheech. Oh, and Cheech and Chong. Who says like two lines? Yeah, both that's of them it. do. Um, oh, Cheech, who ended up in Lion King. Oh yeah, yeah, him too. I don't yeah, think Chong did. No, but uh, they're because Cheech was movie. one of the hyenas. Hyenas. Yeah. Um, uh, Hexus is cool. One, the animation's great. Two. It's terrifying. Uh, their choices, and the the thing is, like when you talk about this movie, people bring up, you know, very few things. They don't remember a lot, but they remember Hexus mm-hmm. because we're talking about like when we first kind of get introduced to him, it's like this little oil thing, and then pretty quickly he's absorbing absorbing the like the the smoke and the pollution from this logging uh, uh, machine. And the animation they choose to use, the design is like a black rotting skeleton with like fire in it. It's really cool. It is far too much for a children's movie. It, it almost doesn't match what they already have with the fairies. But I think the idea was, and this is where I say like, it seems like animation, the animation studio, you had animators. It was like they were working on a different film. Yeah. Like each, like each development group was like, you're working on this group of animation. You're working on this. And I think the people that were working on any of the evil features, so like the big delogging machine and Hexus, like even the delogging machine has a character to it. And with the music that when they're showing the trees being chopped down and going through the machine, it's scary. Mm-hmm. I was like, as a kid, I do remember it being kind of scary watching these logs go through. But then as an adult sitting there going, why was I so scared? It's because the way it was animated. Yeah. You, you know, it, but it does. There is a disconnect. It's interesting because we talk about like kind of would you go back? Would you suggest it for any of these movies, any of these TV shows? And the whole movie, like as one piece, no, I wouldn't suggest going back and watching this. But but I would actually suggest going back and checking out those segments. Excuse me. The segments with um, with the Hexus character just for the animation. YouTube. It's it's so impressive. It's um, really intense. Uh, Don't be don't be stoned. Don't be drunk. Don't be anything. Just watch it and appreciate. I don't do that stuff. We don't condone that stuff. Um, <laughs> Free country. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that uh, basically everything's pretty simple with this movie. Like they're getting back to get Zach to regular size. Hexus comes to life and is just like takes over the machine essentially. Well, he doesn't necessarily take over the machine. He's just absorbing the smog. All he does is use the intercom to tell the two drivers oh, like yeah. like yep, you need to work throughout the night and no breaks and go to Fern Gully. And they're like, "Okay." Like they know time. where Fern Gully is. Yeah, it was so bizarre. It's like, "What why how do they know?" It was such an easy out. Yeah. And then before you know it, like within 45 minutes of the film, by the time Zach and Krista get to Fern Gully, they, she takes another good look at the forest, and half the forest is gone. Oh, so that's uh, that is after um, a really uncomfortable montage where oh. they definitely, in whatever fairy the dry terms, hunt montage. no, they. Fu- I mean, that is definitely one hundred percent what it is in that fairy world. This is a children's film. This is not. We're all adults here. No kids are watching Fern Gully nowadays. 
So basically, there are two moments where this happens. Basically, Zach and Krista touch hands, and there is an exchange of some type of fluids. Of light. I think they're fluids. I think Krista impregnates Zach, and then that like, but they just like touch on it at first, and then during this like montage where it's like it's so bizarre. That's the one where they go into like the tunnel. They and, dive like, into water. Yeah, they're like, she f- swims in between his legs. Yeah. Oh my God. That was really so, funny. So many uncomfortable things happening. The song is too much. And then they just hold hands and like, she that straight was really up long. impregnates him. So I would love for the sequel to be him dealing with fairy babies. There is a sequel. I know that I know, but they, it doesn't deal with, with him being pregnant. You don't know that you've never seen it. This is true. I've um, never seen it. <laughs> that, that scene was that scene is awful. That scene is the worst. Yeah. I hated that. I hated it's, having to watch it's that. It's like watching a really bad long one of can, um, can You Feel the Love Tonight? Yeah. Like, yeah. Can You Feel the Love Tonight did it the right way? This is the wrong way to do like a quick, like these characters are falling in love in a really fast musical sense. <laughs> the funny thing is people sometimes comment on how weird Can You Feel the Love Tonight is because like they're, they're lions and like the looks they're giving each other are just like, oh God, yeesh. This is a kid's film. Can this, you feel? They, they miraculously uh, do almost the impossible by having two human, well, humanoid characters, but it is more uncomfortable. And it's just like the looks they give each other. They're just it's staring just, so long and it's weird. I just, look, don't have two characters doing their fairy fairy and just like staring at each other while it's happening and then just like have you force you to watch for five minutes straight. It's not good. Vote for me. Also, I think I I think I fell asleep for like 10 seconds or something during that. Oh, I was horrified. There's no way I was falling asleep. I it was had like, nightmares. yeah, I was going in and out. Ugh. Um, so that happens. Uh, and then Hexus gets to Fern Gully after Krista sees everything has died. And it really does minutes. happen that fast. It's like all they get to Fern Gully before they, f- and it's like everything is lush and green and wonderful. And they leave the tunnel. And then all of a sudden, it's just like in wasteland. <laughs> like an arid wasteland and Maggie's like look the humans did this and she's like but Zach said and there's all these X's everywhere and she's like oh no <laughs> oh the humans are liars I brought him in yeah it just and also like the fact that Maggie didn't do anything up until that point she was just like watching I guess the forest die yeah I didn't like that she wasn't so active and she she even lied to Chris in the beginning Krista said oh there's smoke in the distance I saw something I saw something and she's like ah it's nothing it's just the mountain and we trapped him so long ago <laughs> don't worry and the about second it. krista steps away Maggie parts the forest like just like she's like waving someone goodbye and the whole forest parts its way and opens up a huge space so that she can see the smoke and she goes oh, hexus it's like bitch you knew you could have done something she could have done something a lot sooner with great power comes great responsibility Maggie. yeah she was being selfish yeah um uh, and she knew she was dying so or she no she just chose to okay so she committed suicide yeah so basically uh uh they, <laughs> they see all the forest gather, is dying yeah. they're being attacked by hexus their, their whole world is about to be taken down um maggie's like we never just get in a circle so they all get in a circle she does not sound like that and then i mean she sounds worse than that and so they're all like like flying around her and then she's she is like Hey, Krista, you have the power. And then she just like, it is like, in you explodes into light. 
which, which goes into cool. all the other fairies. I disagree. So she basically just like, I don't, you know what? I don't want to do this. Peace. And she just, yeah, explodes and commits suicide. Well, she, she says a line. I can't remember exactly. Something like to the degree of <laughs> she says, she's sharing you her did power. This, you dumb. No. Bye. She's saying that she's like spreading her power to the rest of everyone else. And in turn, I guess it makes them more powerful to close the tree to protect them, essentially. Um, I didn't get that. I just think she which was kind of stupid too, because I'm like, you know that this thing is coming through and chopping trees, and you just trapped all your people inside this tree. You know, um, I don't think Maggie really had a plan. I just think that she, she was, was looking lazy. for an out. Yeah, she really was just like, you know what, you know enough. Even though Krista is so bad at all of this, she's so bad at the magic. She um, conveniently gets a clue at the end, I guess. Yeah. Well, she's she's I guess a Mary Sue. Um, uh, yeah, it's like, uh, the argument of like Ray from the, the new Star Wars films that she's just like immediately good at everything. I don't want to talk about Ray. All right. Well, we won't. Um, yeah. And then they fight Hexus and all Zach has to do is turn off the logging thing, which he does, which is a cool scene. And uh, Pip helps him. Is it a cool scene? When we're talking about a, like, a the, like the epic moment, the fight between like the fairy world and hexus yeah he's just kind of there literally it's just like oh turn the key all right bye that's he's it like, there's my fuel yeah oh there i go uh, but again i will say the animation of him like just trying to suck like whatever smoke out of the thing no it's cool fantastic like desperation it's, it's just so underused good. like um, they could have had a huge fairy fight scene yeah they didn't uh, but like then, they could have used like the little seeds, like lit them up in their hands, and, like threw them at him or something. And they could have just the vines could have been catching him and like intertwining. I think it was just a budgetary thing. It was a matter of what they could and couldn't do with the scenes. Yeah. Because it was super simplified. Yeah. And but, there were some shots where it was up close and the painting looked like or the background looked like it was like a blurred water painting. And the cartoon character that was closest to the screen was very flat. Yeah. Um, there wasn't a lot of dimension to it. You know, you're probably right that it was a budgetary thing. They couldn't have like anything more epic. Though I will say they took the, they took the moment after like you think that Hexus is dead. He kind of comes back and he's back in in his like skeletal fiery yeah. mode, which is so cool. It's so 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 cool. Like it's almost it's a gift that they end his his kind of little you know like visual story with that. Um, and then that's when Krista is like, oh, I know what to do. And she like supercharges a seed, flies into his mouth. And then, of course, the tree grows. Again, suicide. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tries to kill herself as well. <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, they're like, this is how we'll fix it. Yeah. Kill myself. Um, and then uh, the tree basically like Plus her father, overcomes her him. father is not phased when, her, when his daughter flies into oh, the mouth true. of the beast. Her <laughs> father, who looks like uh, the sultan from Aladdin. You say that because he sounds like the Sultan too. No, I, I said that because he looks like the Sultan. Jasmine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the same voice. I don't know yeah. if it's the same actor. I though. wonder how they procreate. I was thinking about this because the there's fairies? no mother character. So like, maybe geez, it's Maggie. I like in a cult, she gets pregnant by all of them and has all these fairy babies. I have a funny feeling that if we're following the logic of how uh, uh, they have sex with their hands, the father just like rubbed his genitals on a seed and then she emerged from the seed. I'm guessing that is how the fairies procreate. Um, you can't see my face right now, but I'm so disgusted that my face is purple. But is it, do you think I'm wrong is the question? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm probably right. 
those fairies are just rubbing the genitals on everything. Um, uh, yeah, and then that's kind of the end of the movie. Zach promises to go back and change the world, and um, and that's what I guess we are supposed to assume happens, even though, let's be completely honest, uh, the loggers and him get fired for losing this multi-million dollar logging what does unit. he say guys we we need to have a talk guys something things like need that? to change yeah he's like things yeah. need to no, change i'm like bitch, nothing's changing he got fired they sent another unit and they well he was only Fern a Gully. summer hire yeah he wasn't even like the son of the owners of the company something like that how old do you think zach is supposed to be i think they meant for him to be like 17 or yeah. 16 but he looks like he's 20-something, which is fine because you had things like Saved by the Bell, all that stuff. You had people that were playing 16, 17 years old, but they all looked much older. I thought that he was like 16, 17 as well. There was that moment where he, um, uh, the fairy, Krista is like, like, oh, do you have any magic? And he's like, uh, I'll show you. Come over here. And like he goes, <laughs> he takes her to a secluded area where no one can see. And he like lights a match, but that moment is not good. There are like weird um, undertones that get yeah. a little rapey. Well, that's kind of where the, the, the dry humping montage starts, right? Isn't yeah, pretty about... much yeah. like they're in their own little secluded world and no one can see and don't tell anyone. Shh, it's, it's our little secret. And then the music goes, no, it doesn't. It gets really intense and violent. And, and then Elton John comes like on. <laughs> I actually kind of like if we think about it this way, because he tries to pull that shit with her. But no, she's the one who fucks him. You're saying, wait, you're saying Krista fucks that? Yeah. So it's like it's a nice little like like role reversal. So I kind of like that. I hope that he does end up pregnant. But he uh, he ends up having like an alien moment where it explodes out of his chest. Oh, like, oh. Wouldn't it be cool? That probably happened right after the uh the movie ended because we don't know how long fairies just stayed for maybe it's like an immediate thing just dude yeah oh um somebody uh posted what was on zach's id and yeah byron australia byron australia but um he it says he's um 16 years old wait a 16 year old get this that weighs 175 pounds I mean, he does seem like a big dude you think he's like a taller guy uh well he's oh yeah it says he's 5'11 175 for 5'11 uh i'm 5 10 and 166 at the moment and really big just kidding <laughs> thinks... we're not editing this podcast anymore that goes up guys um, it's all a joke it's all the world is a joke laugh a little um <laughs> yeah that's pretty much the movie uh is is there anything else that that we didn't really go into i mean i think i think that was kind of it Honestly, I think that's everything. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy, but the movie was so fast and like really just A, B, C, D, here we are. This is what's happening. And there's no, um, not that there's no texture because yeah, you have fairies in this forest and that's texture in and of itself, but there's nothing to it. There really isn't. Like it's a, that's why I'm pretty sure. Besides renting this from Blockbuster, I'm almost certain I probably watched it in like an environmental class or something like that at some point. That'd be better than... Uh, I think I did watch it. We talked way. about how uh, we both had science teachers who were incredibly lazy and just showed Osmosis Jones. Oh my God. Um, so I guess you watched this in kind of I, a similar I capacity. I saw Osmosis, Osmosis, Osmosis Jones in science class too. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Well, that's it. We uh, went back and watched Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest. Uh, as always, thank you so much for tuning in, whether you are listening or watching, uh, whichever one. 
Uh, thank you so much for supporting our little show. Uh, CM, do you want to tell them what they can do now? You can subscribe so you know when we have new ones, new episodes. You can also give us a comment. Let us know what you're watching, what you like um, from the 80s and 90s. Let us know if there's something you'd like us to check out so you can hear us uh, poop all over it or um, spread some love all over it. Yeah. Yeah. Like Krista the fairy. Yeah. Who got him <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Uh, again, thank you and stay safe. Uh, until next time. Bye.